0: Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now,
1: let's delve into some Blunt Business with your host. And thank you one and all once again for joining us here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com, presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, which we will tell you about more a little bit later on. Today, we speak with one of the world's most renowned experts in vapor technology. We're also going to talk about regulations, manufacturing, and distribution. Our guest is a vocal proponent of improving safety and manufacturing regulations, and I, for one, must also agree. I'm here with the co-founder and co-CEO of the Blinks Group, B-L-I-N-C, apostrophe S, Arnaud Dumas de Roli. Or not how are you? Hey. Uh,
2: great. How are you? I'm doing uh,
1: wonderful. I hopefully I didn't butcher the name too much, but uh, it's uh you, please No, no,
2: no problem. Oh, when because before I go forward, it, you can I always just...
1: correct me on that. I can always do that here on the air on the fly. That's all,
2: okay. Oh, that's, that's no problem. All right. People can't pronounce it. They just say, call me dumbass. And they, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, no. I was like, I won't be offended. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> no worries. We'll, we'll use something much more. So, not in a recent press release, your company announced that they are introducing a new set of standards for all their products, pledging to keep detectable heavy metals well below industry regulations and challenging the rest of the industry to pledge the same so please expand on what some of those standards are that your challenge entails well yeah
2: let me let me just backtrack one second here um, just to explain all the all the standards work um, I'm also chairman of the uh, ISO standards on vaping products and chairman of the European Commission standards on vaping products so coming from this this really, a background of, of standards work, especially in a nascent industry like nicotine vaping was from the from uh, from the start. Um, the the entire objective of having standards is to show the regulators that we're doing things correctly and that we're doing things in the interest of public safety, of harm reduction, and of the end consumer. Um, that is basically the the, the genesis of uh, CVSI, the Cannabis Vape Safety Initiative. Um, we we abide by these uh, very basic standards. Actually, they're they're more common sense, um, uh, like manufacturing in industry environments. Manufacturing in ISO and GMP certified facilities um, have certified clean uh, heavy metal testing, which is one of the, the the main issues that we've seen on the on at least in California with phase three. Uh, coming in, uh, in 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 the beginning of the year, a lot of these products did not pass heavy metal testing. Um, and uh, you have to understand that the heavy metals do not come exclusively from the oil and do not come exclusively from the hardware. But the mix of both uh, can really create dynamite for, 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 a, for a consumer if these standards are not respected. Um, so we're really trying to promote... The standards for the betterment of the industry and to basically avoid seeing what happened to the nicotine vaping industry in the U.S. Uh, happen to our cannabis industry. There are no new products allowed on the market since August 8, 2016 um, in, in the nicotine vaping world.
1: Interesting. Now, really for me, I see all this happening with vaping and the kind of amounts, we're going to talk about that a little bit, about how much... Uh, the purchases are being made, especially for when it comes to mainstream uh, products. No matter how things work out between flour or vape, vape I still feel like when it's all said and done, that will over... I personally think it will overshadow uh, what kind of a revenue is going to come out for every dispensary when it comes down to it. So the importance of the safety standards here and you know, putting something in place, somebody you know, really being an advocate and holding those accountable is very important. Now, as part of this challenge, Blink is going to officially label them as CVSI, or Cannabis Vape Safety Initiative Certified, and provide materials for packaging and marketing efforts to announce the designation. So talk about what this designation should mean in the eyes of other vape manufacturers.
2: This this designation is... is is obviously not something that we're gonna certify because we're not, we're not an association, we're not a non for profit trying to get this done. This is sending a message out to the industry. This is sending a message out to all of the hardware manufacturers uh, in China. This is sending out a message to all of the processors, the producers, the MSOs, the LPs, uh, to be aware of what needs to be done to provide safe products for their consumers. Um, in, in, in terms of what it comes down to, we're really looking at basic testing that people do not understand. Let me give you a basic example. Um, when, when you ask uh, any cannabis manufacturer or extract manufacturer, um, or do they test emissions in their products? Everyone looks at you very weird and like, why should we test emissions? We test the oil. Well, because the mm-hmm. oil through vaporization gets transformed into an aerosol. That aerosol has different properties than the oil itself. And that aerosol is the first thing that your consumers are going to be putting in their lungs. So we feel that that is very very important to understand. And above that is really understanding the entire vaporization process. What are the byproducts generated from the vaporization process? Are those byproducts safe? Are they Dangerous. Is there a limit to? Is there a way to limit that uh, that that the, the toxic effect of those byproducts? Um, and, and there are millions of different possibilities, depending on what's in the oil and what's in the device. If you look at the the, the heavy metal example um, I gave earlier about California, you see that you can have oil that is completely clean free of uh, of heavy metals, you put it in a cartridge that is made, for instance, with copper, or most of the specific alloys that are used in China are a specific alloy called H59. That alloy contains a little bit of lead, which by itself is not dangerous, but when it leaches into cannabis, you you go above those thresholds that the, the Bureau of Cannabis Control has set. And vice versa. Sometimes you have the, uh, the 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 heavy metals that are directly in the soil, in the pesticides, in the water, in the plant itself, and that automatically trickle down to the extract. So it, it's a it's kind of a double-edged sword, uh, and we have to be a very uh, professional as an industry in understanding how all of that works. So we provide safe products to consumers.
1: How important is it for Vaping standards to be so high when you see what e-cigarettes and other non-cannabis or CBD-related vaping devices are under scrutiny.
2: Uh, well, I think it's even more important now because where w- when you highlight what happened to the nicotine vaping industry, um, you you quickly realize that a lot of the regulation that currently exists, whether it's in Europe or here in the U- in the U.S. Uh, on traditional nicotine vaping is not at all present on cannabis. Uh, So going back down to this emissions, we have to do emissions testing uh, to prove that there's uh, no formaldehyde, for instance, or that there's very low levels of, uh, of aldehydes coming out of the vapor. In cannabis, that doesn't have to be done yet, but that is coming down the road. We have a prime example with the nicotine vaping industry of what not to do. Yet our entire industry is still uh, forging ahead without putting giving second thought to what's put into the devices and what's coming out. I'm going to give you another example. Mm-hmm. All these products are made in China. Ninety-nine percent of oh. the vaping products are made in China. So,
1: you mean the devices you- are made in China?
2: The devices, yes. Okay. How do you control what is in those products? All these Chinese, they call themselves manufacturers, send out a whole bunch of emails to everyone in the industry saying, hey, buy my cartridge, here's the price, here's this. Everyone finally chooses one, buys from them. They buy from not a manufacturer, they buy from an assembler. And if they're lucky, otherwise they're even buying from a trading company who's a middleman. If they buy from... The assembler, that assembler has his own suppliers that for that, that supplies the coil, that supplies the metal, that supplies the plastic, that supplies the glass. They have a multitude of suppliers. What tells you that that assembler has chosen the right suppliers and the right materials from that suppliers? Nothing right now. And that's really something we're pushing at the Blink Group. We control those assemblers because we provide them. With their suppliers, you want to work with us. Great, you're going to use our suppliers, not yours. Um, even f- moving further down the, the supply chain, uh, what is going to guarantee you that if you buy a batch of ten thousand products, you like them, they work perfectly? What's going to guarantee you that the next batch of ten thousand that you're going to buy, in, you're going to be buying is the exact same quality and has the exact same suppliers? as the first
1: one now we don't we have to expand the argument as well and i think i want to do that before we get to the break because it's not just in terms of the devices which of course is a problem but it's also of course the cbd going into it and one of the stories that came off our consumer reports a big report about it called cbd may be legal but is is it safe they talked about a story here where in salt lake city utah in the area there was a product called yolo cbd and Through the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, uh, there was a, a pharmacist, I guess, or a doctor that actually found out that 52 patients were sickened by counterfeit CBD, including 33 by this product, YOLO CBD, and the rest by other unidentified products. When they went through and checked the products out, they said it was nothing unusual looking about the products, but the testing showed that the vaping liquid contained a dangerous form of synthetic cannabinoid. Uh, 5-fluoro MDMB panaka or 5F80B ADB, a compound that can trigger paranoia or panic attacks, increase heart rate and blood pressure and can cause convulsions, organ damage and even death. Then the other part of the test also found counter over-the-counter cough medicine dextromethorphan, which has a reputation in teens for getting users high. This kind of stuff I mean, I don't know what can be done on that end but you know, we know what's happening within the states, but what can be done outside of the states that are not necessarily under medical or adult use use, but they're getting their hands on vaping liquids or getting their hands on vaping products and it's not being properly uh, standardized and regulated and tested like all the other states that are out, like say California, Nevada, or Colorado.
2: I think it all comes down to doing due diligence. Um, when, when, when you buy a car, what do you do? You, you go out and you try it. Uh, you try it at the dealership. You try it because a friend has one. You try the products. It's the same kind of concept. Before buying or mass buying a product, you ask for samples and you do the job yourself. You do the vetting yourself. You send them to a lab. You send them uh, to uh, to, uh, to, to, um, to a hardware lab to test for heavy metals. You see The oil itself, you send it to a, an, uh, an, an anal- uh, analysis lab, sorry, to get the COAs and you verify what's in there. If you're a proper uh, a, a legal producer uh, or retailer even of these devices, you should do that. Same thing when you're a retailer and you buy from brands who have these devices. You should still be testing or asking for COAs from every new batch because legally, in most states, they are supposed to pr- be providing it. And I really think that's what's missing. It's this, this whole due diligence of working with a product. Um, if you look at uh, a very well-known uh, brand of, uh, of vape carts, I'm not gonna state the name here, right. but um, ev- everyone, everyone knows them and has already seen them. Uh, they are bootlegged and they are copied all over the place on the gray or the black market. And these, these, th- this brand is only available right now in California and Nevada. Why, being in New York, am I seeing these on the street? Am I having people come up to me uh, with, with these products and say, hey, do you, you want, you're interested in buying a vape cart? And I'm seeing these. So my, my initial thought is, those cannot be real. They're automatically fake. So mm-hmm. what did I do? I bought a couple of these off a couple of black market people and mm-hmm. sent them to labs. And then you get all the products that you're talking about in there because they're all bootlegged or they're made <coughs> or they're copied or they're, uh, they're, they're made uh, by people in their garage. Um, and I think, again, that due diligence is very, very important.
1: It's outrageous. Um, now, I even went to a conference uh, this past week in Miami where one of the companies I'm not going to make mention, but I mean, good, reputable company, they have a proper uh, CBD formula. Or for making vape pens. And, you know, they have an agreement to go ahead and use the same formula, which they don't know what the formula is, but they're able to go and use that formula towards the hemp uh, that they are able to procure themselves, and they're putting that into the vape pens. So they're using that same formula that's being used towards that. If there's any kind of collusion there, or if anybody comes in here with an ulterior motive, I don't want to put the, the fear of, of, of on people, but this is something that we have to keep an eye on and it's not just within our own industry. We have to look at everybody else, and if there's a way to crack down or to work with others to crack down and hold people accountable. To this, because I think it's not so much of an issue in terms of companies that are being that we know in the industry now that are being very accountable. They are spending the money, lots of it, to make quality product, and they are going above and beyond. And all the people I've talked to here on Business, for um, I can pretty much vouch, they're doing great work. They're doing, I think, they're doing exactly what you're saying. But there are those out there that need to understand. There's some black market influence that's still coming in. There are certain directories that still include black market uh, companies or dispensaries that shouldn't be in there. We need to find a way to curb all this black market stuff out of everything and purify basically what's going on in this industry let me go and do this we're going to go to commercial break and i want to talk some more about a few things in terms of all this with vaping this is a very good conversation and i just think it's this should open the dialogue and more people should be talking about it we should have more discussion about it more debate and discourse i'm here with arnaud exactly. dumas de roly uh, co-founder and ceo and co-ceo of the blinks group we're going to be back more with you here on Bump business in just a moment but first i got to talk to you about of course the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo which is August 3rd and 4th in Miami Florida it's your chance to be educated empowered and engage with some of the biggest leaders in the industry thousands of, um, of cannabis professionals caregivers patients and many others are going to be there and you have a chance to be a part I hope you all are going to take time to go and join us it's going to be a great show we will have several things going on in the event I got to learn about. We will have, on Friday, August 2nd, the day before, we will offer a cultivation workshop. We will have an SEO workshop for digital marketers. If you want to learn how to have your cannabis dispenser, your company, listed at the very top of Google, Yahoo, or Bing, we have somebody that coined the term search engine optimization. He's going to show you how. Plus, for doctors in the South Florida area, if you're looking to go ahead and... And learn about taking the test or take the test on site to become a doctor that will also dispense medical marijuana cards or give or to handle the evaluation and reviews for those patients you get to be a part of that too all that's going on that's the friday before and then august 2nd or 3rd and 4th is the expo and conference and all the sessions of the united states cannabis conference and expo It's at the hyatt regency in downtown miami you can learn more at usccexpo.com that's usccexpo.com more with our not rolling into, into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt business cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure this is your opportunity ncia's new industry socials are coming soon to portland maine new jersey pittsburgh baltimore and miami sponsorship opportunities available
0: I hope
1: you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with a very stimulating conversation here with Arnaud Dumas de Raleigh, co-founder and co-CEO of the Blinks Group. So, Arnaud, I recently featured an interview with the folks over at Headset. I talked to Cy Scott about a new report that spotlighted how vape purchases make up a third of all revenue, even though pen prices still range as low as in Washington State to over $50 in California, with pricing and black market prominence, which the problem is in California in the same Data Insight report, said that California is still dealing with a prominent issue of black market sales, and is still becoming a big factor. So when it comes to vaping products, what can be done to keep costs down on vapes while maintaining quality until the cost-cutting comes in because of supply, demand, and competition finally weighs itself in?
2: Well, the, the, the cost uh, comes from mainly from the extract that's inside, um, right. and the, that, that cost, as you say, is going to become a commodity, that product at, at one point going down, just like flour is. Um, right. the, the differentiation is going to be done on the quality of vaporization and on the hardware that is used and the different methods of vaporization. Uh, there are a lot of new methods that are being created uh, a- as we speak um, that that will provide a safer aerosol to consumers. I really think to keep the costs uh, down for consumers uh, while still maintaining quality is to work with the right hardware um, because we know the costs are going to come down in concentrates. If we work with bad hardware, these products are going to become Rare, they're going to be overregulated, and the pricing of the good ones is going to go way up. If you already look at the the the, the median cost of a of a of a good a safe cartridge is anywhere between $1.75 and $2 uh, $2.20 um on, on the market wholesale. Uh, you have some of these products. That, come, that, that are sold at 75 cents. I mean, what, what goes on in people's heads when they see a difference in pricing like that and they buy the cheap one? What do you, why do you think it's cheaper? People don't understand that. Um, so while buying a cheaper product right now ensures you make better margins, down the road, it's killing the industry. So mm-hmm. people have to understand that hardware is very, very important uh, versus the, the the extract itself
1: I think and it's still a matter of where alcohol and tobacco kind of the way that's been consumed by people so people are kind of prone they don't mind going after the cheaper alcohol or tobacco product so even though they're not going to be made well but they can feel like they can get away with it and I think that's the problem is that that habit is still there and then the idea of not thinking the same way for vaping should be but that's something that's got to get turned around I would think
2: Yep, no, oh, uh, def- definitely. And if, if you, uh, let's just frame it this way. If, when a consumer buys a product, uh, what are they buying? They're buying the oil and they're buying the device. Okay. If the oil is the best device in the world, is the best oil in the world, and the device is a shitty device, they're <laughs> buying a shitty product. Yeah. The other way around, if the device is the best one in the world, and the oil is the shittiest oil, their product is going to be shitty both of them go together the entire product is the combination of both so it's very important for 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 people to keep that in the mindset and i don't see this every day people uh, tend to think my device is the best or my oil is the best no the combination of both is the best if anyone is lower quality both of the, the quality of the final product is going to be dragged down
1: well this has to be a way to get some of the lower end products that Obviously, from companies that are looking to make a quick buck, they have to get taken off There has to be a way to, you know, somehow. This is also the, the importance of what needs to be done by those companies that have sell premium products. I mean, I'm not going to tell them to go ahead. And, you know, it's capitalism. I mean, it's free market. If you're going to have some cheap products out there, I'm not going to tell people to go ahead and take those away from from people that go buy. But I think that's the initiative of those premium companies that are selling the higher end products to offer incentive, something that will make it much easier for them to go ahead. Because as soon as somebody takes on that finer end product, they're gonna to stick to that product and they're never gonna to go to that cheaper product. And I think that's what it has to come down to. It's the experience you have to. I think these companies need to do something where they got to take a bit of a hit, take a loss leader a little bit on some products, something that you can get, you can allow to let yourself away with, so that people will invest in the better product down the line. I think that's what has to be done. Now, uh, in a recent survey, I want to ask you this, conducted with a Harris Poll, Quartz.com asked over two thousand Americans about their use and perceptions of CBD. Results showed that the vast majority of people in the U.S. are aware of the cannabis-derived compound. Eighty-six percent of survey takers have heard of CBD. Fewer than twenty percent have tried it, and only seven percent say they re- regularly use it re- regularly. So now, I think for people to get into CBD, I don't think they're going to go right into flower unless you've really, you know, that's what you've done, you know, prior to. I would imagine most people don't go right into flower uh, when it was medical or adult use. I think people just kind of learned it from the black market before it got to where it is today. So. Vaping will probably be the way, of the gateway for people to get into CBD and hemp-based CBD and THC. So, do you think flower extract is going to take a significant backseat to vaping down the line?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it will. Um, but the 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 objective here, again, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm always bringing it back to quality and, and, and safety is understanding what those effects are. Ah, uh, CBD. Everyone's making a big fuss about it. So for for the past year or year and a half or two years, CBD and vaping CBD has been around for five for four to five years. Yeah, and that was brought up by the e-liquid manufacturers who are adding isolate in their product. Yeah, you can't add isolate to the vaping products. I'm a big advocate against this uh, because CBD and the effect of CBD, the efficiency of CBD comes with the entourage effect. You have to go full spectrum. You can't just take a random e-liquid and put CBD isolates in there. First of all, it's not gonna mix well. You let the product sit on the shelf for two months, you're gonna see the CBD isolate just all the way come down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like a, a, a very simple way to tell what kind of products are being used. And this, the CBD itself, is enjoying a huge craze right now, a huge trend. Everyone understands the benefit of CBD. But uh, as, as Quartz was saying, is it, is it FOMO, is it fear of missing out? Um, and, and I think that entire business cycle around CBD is going to stagnate at one point and drop back down because of the bad quality of products.
1: Now, that's a now good question is- you bring up. Do we need to have expiration dates? Can CBD vaping products be perishable?
2: Of course, they are. They have shelf lives. All of these products uh, have shelf lives. Uh, cannabis oil extracts have shelf lives. Uh, they also have certain conditions in which they can be uh, they can be stored. Uh, for instance, all of the cartridges that a lot of the cartridges that you see uh, on the market are transparent and they're not UV protected. UV degrades a lot of the substances inside cannabis extracts. Uh, so simply by putting your cart in the sun or in the light for a day, you're already diminishing the effects of that product. Right. Um, the, the the fact that uh, we're using, um, we're, we're not storing them properly or certain, certain terpenes uh, completely change their effects after a couple of months. There there has to be an expiration date on the products themselves. And that date has to be defined by the ingredients. Each ingredient in there has a proper effect. Just like e-liquids for nicotine vaping. Um, most most of the expiration dates in e-liquids for vaping are between a year and 18 months. Um, there, there will be empirical data that will turn up in the, few, in the following months about um, expiration dates and best buy dates at least uh, for cannabis oil.
1: And I think, you know, that's a great thing to have. I, I know that's going to hurt people hearing that, business owners, because they're going to say, well, look at the product we're, we're putting out here and producing. You know, we don't want to have this because, I mean, they're going to feel like the supply and demand is going to take care of itself, but I have to agree with this. I mean, it's the same way with the flour. Uh, it's obviously a perishable date by that as well. Vaping probably has—I uh, would have to think—absolutely has to follow that same standard. Now, another big problem when it comes to vaping, and this is one, this this thumps me right now more than anything else because it's 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 um, what's the best word I'm looking for? Well, it's harmful and it's it's abhorrent, basically. Because unfortunately, some of the terminology has already come into the mainstream, and when you see people going to dispensaries, what they're asking for is unfortunate. Let's talk about vaping being compared to e-cigarettes in the mainstream dialogue. Vox recently reported, when quote, when e-cigarettes first appeared on store shelves a few years back, they were marketed as a sleek, discreet technology that could help adult smokers kick a potentially deadly habit. Well, we know better. Flash forward to 2018. The year, the jewel vape, which uh, I hate, I really cannot stand when I hear it. see people go to dispensaries. Oh, the jewel cartridge, right? No, no. <laughs> there they're, So the jewel vape, vape device has taken over three quarters of the U.S. e-cigarette market. And listen, I not for nothing, they spent a lot of money on marketing, a lot of money on getting their products out there, done a lot on packaging and making it look really cool to consume. But you know, instead of catering to adult smokers the e-cigarette industry has appeared to overwhelmingly target non-smoking youth. You're just creating new smokers. We don't need that. But now, can or should the industry do anything to keep the stigma of Juul or e-cigarettes off of vaping or just wait for Juul to crash and burn? Because we know it's being regulated online soon enough. The FDA is going to step right in. Thank God for that. Get this off the store shelves. Get it out of the hands of children so quickly to be able to get get, get their hands off.
2: Well, uh, I'm a big proponent of vaping. That's how I got into this industry the first time in 2009. I've lobbied for vaping. I believe vaping is the biggest harm reduction uh, solution to smoking. And just to put it bluntly, um, I'll give you the examples of France because I'm French. Uh Uh, In France, we have 73,000 people that die of tobacco every year. If in Uh the end, after all switching everyone to vaping, we only have 10,000, that is still a big public uh, health uh, hazard. Crisis yes. avoided. Uh-huh. It's 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 perfect. When you look at what happened with Jewel, so first of all, you 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 said during the introduction that Jewel is seventy five percent of the market, which is completely false. Oh, it is only seventy five percent of the market in C stores because C stores are the only products oh. that. Uh, that uh, that that are the only people that actually have to report that data. Most of the products and the vaping products are sold through vape shops. If you look at the compound data, Juul is only seventeen percent of the, the entire vaping market.
1: okay. Vox should actually, Vox, if you're listening, you need to go and correct that. That's a retraction necessary.
2: Uh, it, it is. But I hear that all the time. Everyone thinks that because the media extrapolates everything. Now, well, I have a big action. problem
1: with the media anyway, just in the way, and I'm not being any political, any way political on here. I'm just saying, but journalism has taken a major step back and defined context than anything I talk about. I, I do another podcast. So I talked about that ad nauseum yesterday. It's a problem. But that right there, it's it's deceiving. And, and this, first of all, Jewel as itself is a deceptive product. And then, right there, what was just being said by that article is deceptive in its own. I mean, how can people be well informed, whether it's youth or whether it's adults that are reading that story? It's amazing.
2: Exactly. And, and if you want the whole story about Jewel, Jewel is a fabulous product.
1: To That's the point. That. It's a well made, Jewel, the contraption's good.
2: It is, it's, but its use is great. Juul is aimed only at smokers. The problem that Juul has is their distribution network. Juul is the first product that went mainstream. If yep. Juul was sold only in vape shops, it would never hit the, uh, the, the, the children. It hits the children. Why? Because it's sold in a smoke shop. And I've done the test myself. I've sent my four-year-old son to, with my wife mm-hmm. to go into, into a shop and ask, do you have jewel pods? I want to buy them for my dad in a smoke shop. They don't check ID. They don't check anything. Oh. They don't give a crap. That is Jewel's issue because they started being sold in outlets that were not vape shops. Vape shops from the beginning don't allow people in or, or kick them out if they don't show ID. Smoke shops, on the other hand, do not give a rat's ass. Hence the fact that a lot of these kids started getting their hands on Juul. And, of course, Juul is nice. It's small. It's sleek. They can conceal it. And they're getting their, uh, their their nicotine pods from all of these smoke shops. None of them are getting them from vape shops.
1: But now the question
2: is – verify this.
1: Well, I mean, why isn't anybody out there looking to reach out to Juul if this hasn't already been done – why, why does Juul need to be a part of this market and the nicotine market? Why not just sell that product and, you know, make it a trademark product? And, you know, the Juul pods can be made so that people don't have to go and get vape, uh, vape pens being made in China or somewhere else that might be not well-crafted. If Juul's, you know, running the market on well-crafted pens, then maybe companies can take their product and put it in those pens. That's just a thought.
2: They 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 are well crafted. It's a razor blade model. You can't yeah. you can't the jewel will never do that because it's it's not their business model. Their business model. But they is would make the razor money razor
1: off of it. Off. I think they make more money than would off of nicotine. Well, I guess probably not. But if this happens, if they if they sh- get shut down from the C stores, why wouldn't they?
2: Well, that's already what's uh, what's happening. They're stripping. Away. That's why they're stripping away. And this is Jewel's decision uh, to strip away all the flavors. From the C stores, now you can only get flavors online because there's ID verification online. Yeah, uh, they they are they're a victim of their success in C stores. <laughs> this is not at all with what was in what was intended with this, and the problem is there's blowback on the entire e-cigarette industry because of the media who says that Juul is 75% of the industry when it's really not. Um, yeah. that that pushes this, and and in terms of safety and harm reduction. I mean, no one knows what's in a cigarette. There are a thousand ingredients in a cigarette. Out of those thousand, oh, yeah. there are nine hundred and ninety-six that make the nicotine more addictive. In e-liquid, there are four ingredients that are well documented that everyone yeah. knows about. So I that's why I get I, I get goosebumps when someone says, Oh, we don't know what's inside. <laughs> well, of course we do. We it's very simple. And we also yeah. have the emissions analysis I was talking about in the first part of the of the podcast. The emissions we know exactly what comes out of it, and we don't know in cannabis vaping. Yet those products are all over the place, and no one complains about it.
1: Now, let's go into this. We're going to go and run off to another commercial. Break, but I've really been enjoying this conversation. It was really wonderful to talk about. So I want to talk about one more thing with you. A couple more questions for you as we go ahead and finish up here on Blunt Business. We'll be back more with Arnaud dumas de Roly, co-founder and co-CEO of the Blinks Group. B-L-I-N-C Group.com. You can learn more and we'll talk more with Arnaud After this Rolling into some sponsors But we'll be right back with more Blunt Business
0: Educate, empower And engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry Join thousands of industry professionals On August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida For the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference And Expo Register for an early bird discount now at USCCExpo.com That's USCCExpo.com
1: Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease.
0: Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now But a game for your phone gonna make you say, wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the board put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside Choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hempink, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime Hempink is even hot proved by the man who run high times Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and IOS today Marijuana Llama out Got to tend to me on crap you know Money don't make itself Hempink I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt
1: Business on CannabisRadio.com. Back with final questions with Arnaud Dumas de Raleigh of The Blink Group. Again, website is Group.com. and a lot of her products. You have vape cards, sex pro, connection, cannabis packaging, so much to look at, uh, solutions for enterprise uh, products and more, so if you get a chance to look at the website, real quickly, Blink Group is in the process of becoming one of the few vaporizer distributors that is ISO 9001 certified. So now the word is you're working exclusively with ISO and GMP certified manufacturers that have 10 plus years of in-depth experience in vaping product R&D, research and development, manufacturing, and distribution, which enables you to stay ahead of compliance or regulatory concerns. And Blink has developed products and partnerships with a selective four out of 600 manufacturers to make sure every product comes from an ISO or a CGMP certified source. All those acronyms got me crazy. Please unpack all this for us.
2: All right. So basically we, we, we work with uh, actually four of the only six factories that are ISO certified in China um, and have worked in the past with 200 of them. So we know which ones are the right ones to work. We also have a team on the ground in China. We have an office in Zhejiang in Shenzhen uh, that's comprised with the former quality control manager of Lowe's, of Home Depot, uh, and the former QA manager, uh, so quality assurance manager of IKEA. Um, We have an expert team on the grounds, and we also uh, provide these assemblers and these factories with our own suppliers. That, that are in China, but that we've audited, that we've worked with over the past few years. So we, we make sure that everything is produced um, in, in the right way. Also, in terms of ISO 9001, that we're, uh, we're, we're in the process of getting certified is because we have put in place a quality management system. A quality management system is basically having all the SOPs in place uh, to be able to say hey, this product or this, this, uh, this entire process isn't working. Okay, let's fix it. This is how we fix it, and this is how we record what happened. What happens with a lot of these other factories uh, that are flooding the market with products in, in the U.S. is that they actually uh, pull out bad quality products, but they don't record it. So they're going to make that same mistake again in the next production run and in the next production run. That's basically – in a nutshell uh, what a QMS is, Um, and furthermore, uh, our enterprise solutions package is not only providing hardware, we design the hardware, we design IPable hardware, we create the SOPs for filling, for capping, we provide the capping and the filling machines as well. We also do the formulation work for the oils, so the oil matches the device and vice versa. That is really our core activity and uh, what we pride ourselves in, into doing. We are the only player in the industry right now that's able to provide these enterprise solutions simply because we're the only player that has this much experience in the vaping industry. Uh, on, on, we, we don't just supply product. Um, to give you another example, we will never uh, supply vaping hardware to a company if they don't give us uh, a minimum of information on their, their oil, and if we don't get that, ha- our hands on that oil, to test through certain products. Um, that's very, very important for regulation, for compliance, uh, for safe products, and for having a product that actually delivers the effects that that, that producer, that processor, that MSO, that LP is selling to their clients.
1: I'm looking at some of the products you have up here on the site. I'm looking at puffman.com and looking at all these different puff keys and vape carts and batteries and starter kits. Just very stylish, really good-looking quality, and obviously with the CBD you have behind it, must be great. I really do love all this. So i got to ask you, talk to our listeners for a minute. Tell them how they can get their hands on products like Puffman and learn more about what you're doing at Blink's.
2: So uh, very, very simple. Puffman is our uh, direct-to-consumer uh, brand. Um, puffman.com, P-U-F-F-M-E-N.com is where you can uh, get your hands on uh, a lot of our products. Um, and more importantly, uh, on the enterprise solution, if you're a brand, a processor, a producer, you're looking at getting safe and quality-controlled vape hardware, we will never ship any hardware to you until you've signed off, signed off on the quality control report. That's very, very important. If you are looking for a fully outsourced service around vaping, please let us know. I'm going to give you guys my email. To all the listeners, it's adr at theblinkgroup.com t-h-e-b-l-i-n-c group.com um, please don't hesitate uh, contact us and we will figure out a solution to get your your best vaping products in your hands for your consumers.
1: Fantastic. I really love what you're trying to do and put together and I like that you're taking the initiative and trying to, you know try to transcend for everybody out there because I think, you know, part of this was a matter of just, I mean obviously, the standards, the quality, te- the quality control that needs to be happening, which we talk about a lot on this show with a lot of different companies, you know, whether it's in their greenhouses or when it's in their dispensaries. But I'll tell you, when it comes to the actual product and it's being assembled, you know, we have a lot of things to work. There's a lot of outlying factors that are affecting the cannabis industry when it comes to vaping when it comes to CBD and what's going on. We've, we've pointed out a couple of those points today. And not just that, you pointed out yourself, misconceptions, misconstrued, unsubstantiated comments from the mainstream media and through mainstream society in general. We're getting a lot of bad flack, but somebody has to, and this is where I come through with, I, I and I have to push back on those that are confronted by the mainstream media because obviously, you know, cable news sources, other places that are out there, people that are getting... Uh, they're, they're getting uh, asked to go and speak and quote, be quoted in interviews or uh, articles, stories. We have to have the right people in front to talk about this. And there has to be something done with whatever we can do to get the word out there and to protect, our pro- protect the profits we're making here, protect the success of what this is doing here. Because all this other underlying crap is only going to hurt this industry. We need to stop that before it becomes a bigger problem.
2: We are are working with with an industry and a game-changing and life-changing product that can improve the lives of millions of people. We need to do this correctly, otherwise regulators and our governments are going to crack down and are going to stop us from providing this life-changing plant in all various formats to consumers.
1: And by all means, I'm not talking about to stop people from making money. That's what I want. I want everybody to go make money, but unfortunately, there's an investment that needs to be made with this industry to make sure everybody's held accountable and also that we need to also be accountable of each other. It's just a matter of because if one mistake, if any particular mistake happens, it affects the whole industry, and it's not right, it's not fair, but those people that control you know, the voices out there, the platforms that are out there, you know, they still have a way to... I think people are starting to wean away from it all together because people are getting tired of not being able to learn what they want to learn, and they're going to other sources. So that's fine, but there's still enough out there that's going to affect us pushing forward. That's why the problems with the banking industry is still an issue. That's why the issues with quality control is still going to be an issue. We need to get this worked out, and... You know, we have bills that are about to be circulated and that are being circulated right now, whether it's the States Act or whether it's the Banking Act or whether it's something else that's being pushed out by one of the uh, presidential candidates out there trying to run for 2020 presidential election. They're all looking to bring something aboard where legalization, whether it's state by state or altogether federal legalization, is going to come to pass. And all this has to be rectified before then. And we don't have that much time. Yeah,
2: Because if it's not rectified before that, all of this is going to create is an is a burden and overregulated industry.
1: And most importantly, we don't want. And this is for my own sake. I don't want all of corporate America to just jump right in here and basically make a mess of this because they will, and I don't want that either. We have a lot of good people now, and I, I listen. God bless those that are coming into the industry from Fortune five hundred, Fortune one thousand companies. But I don't. But when corporations start coming in and starting to go ahead and say, "Okay, we're going to come in here and make products," the the people that are going to stand out that are going to stand for quality stand for accountability they're going to stand out those are the ones that need to stand out so this will succeed that's my opinion
2: exactly differentiate yourself by quality and once you have good quality and safe products you can use that as a marketing tool instead of just coming up with marketing no base all of your marketing on quality and safety it's a win win solution
1: agreed amen Arnaud Dumas de Reli, thank you so much. Here, co-founder and CEO of the Blinks Group, again, the B-L-I-N-C group.com, or Puffman, P-U-F-F-M-E-N.com. Thanks so much for being with us here on Blunt Business.
2: Thank you very much for having me, uh, and uh, have a good day, everyone. Right,
1: thank you. What a great conversation. Folks, before we get out of here, want to hear a lot of great conversations. I hope to get this kind of conversation rolling at the upcoming United States Cannabis Conference and Expo because we want to help all of you out there, whether you'd like to speak, sponsor, or exhibit, we want to position you and your company as an industry leader that will have an audience that will listen and engage. So it's events like ours that are going to try to push the push the envelope forward and create that kind of uh, that kind of sense of uh, really just getting a community together to go for like-minded ideas to really succeed together. That's the idea. That's really just it's brotherhood. It's it's a. Uh, Real relationships being put together, po- fostering great business together. So, join us August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida, for our returning conference. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. So, then again, anyway, folks, thanks again for listening to us here on Bump Business. You can download past episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes. There's the Apple podcast, that's right, changed it. It's now rate and review there because they put a big rate and review up there for our site, for our page. Please rate and review. Give us five stars, if you will. And also do the same for Google Podcasts. Also subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.